Welcome back, everybody. Womenology podcast. Sorry for the little hiatus that we took. It's completely my fault. Uh, I've had some, just some depression related issues and some job search issues. So I needed a couple weeks to just kind of get my energy back, I guess. Sarah, how are you? <laughs> I'm fine. Yeah. <laughs> I think, I think Sarah might be just a tad <laughs> irritated with me because we have recorded two shows and both of them, both of them, the first one I listened to and I, I just thought, oh, this is boring. And not only that, <coughs> excuse yeah. me, but there were technological issues. There were, I just, I couldn't, well, the first one, there was actually something that we talked about that I really didn't yeah, want that's to, for the after, after thinking about it, that's for the Patreon. The second one, I could not line up the tracks. Everything was great until the last 20 mm. minutes. And when I tried to import your track into Audacity, mm -hmm. it would not go in. And what did I say in this show? That anytime there's a glitch like that, I feel like that's the universe telling me, don't publish yeah. this. So, so we, we didn't. didn't. So yay. <laughs> Look at um, I start training for a dog walking job. Well, that's exciting. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm very excited. Uh, it's training. It doesn't mean I'm hired yet, but uh, you know, I'm, I set that goal and I said, by the end of the week, you'll have a job. I mean, and, and there it is. And there it is. And I got about five responses to the resumes where I took off my mm. age. Mm -hmm. So, and, and the, the job that I'm taking or not taking, but the one that they're training me for it's run by a woman and her husband, but I met with the woman. So I get the feeling that the woman runs yeah. it. <laughs> and so I like the idea of working yeah. for a woman. So I'm excited. I'm looking forward to it because I want to try and apply the trauma recovery experience yeah. to dogs. So I want to get more experience. Yeah. With dogs. I think that sounds great. I like working for women too. They're so much more rational. I mean, I, I told you about, I had another interview this week and the guy replied to me, set up the interview. I went all the way downtown mm -hmm. to meet him and he was coming from a walk with a dog and he had me meet him at the building where the dog lives. And we stood outside. I was there less than five minutes. We stood outside with the dog. The guy asked me no questions. I asked questions. He, I could, you know, I've done online dating for a very long time. And one thing I've learned is to be able to discern when a man is not attracted to me or interested in me. And I can pick up on that vibe right away. And it's interesting that, he that was the vibe needed to be attracted to his dog walker. <laughs> well, I don't think it, I don't, no, 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 no. I'm saying I, I, you can, if there was a lack of interest, not so much a lack oh, okay. of attraction, a lack okay. of interest. So I can sense that lack of interest pretty sure. quickly. What I realized as I was cursing under my breath as I walked back to the subway was the he could only have been rejecting me on three on the basis of three things: my gender, because anybody who looks at my name and they don't speak to me, they think I'm a man. Your name is Krista. They think my name <laughs> right, but when they look at my name, C H R I S T A N, everybody thinks it's oh, Christian. Oh, I see. I see. I've been called Christian my oh, whole oh. life Two, uh, my age mm -hmm. or three, my body type, because this was a, this was a company where 
they take dogs out on runs as well as yeah. walks. And by runs, they mean like you run a couple right. of walks. Which you, you run more than that anyway. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. considering. So he must have rejected me on the basis of one of those three things because it couldn't have been my experience because he already, you know, saw my right. resume. And the it, it was, he, like, he didn't even bother to go through the motions. I think that's fascinating. Like, what if you right? had done the same? <laughs> like, what if you had not been kind enough to to let him off the hook? You would have just stared at each other in silence. Right. I never would have, I would have just, like you said, I would have gone through the motions. I would, but I would not let them think that I would be following up. I would say something like, thank you so much for coming down. It was great to meet you. Uh, and, and, or, and maybe I'll say something like, you know, I've seen a few more people, but we'll be mm -hmm. in touch. Boom. Done. Which we all know when you go on a resume, when you go on an interview means I did not get this job. <laughs> so I did not get that job surprisingly. And to know that he, he couldn't have based it on anything yeah, else. That guy's the worst. That guy's the I worst. his dog sucks so, too. <laughs> you know, he sat there with, and the dog, he just kept saying, yeah, she's a, there's something she's just really uncomfortable being outside. I'm like, really? Mm. Oh, oh weird. Like Your dog is picking up on the awkwardness. Like <laughs> and the dog is pulling and pulling and pulling him into the building. And he's ignoring the dog, which was another red flag to me. Like, you're ignoring this dog's clearly wants to go in. Like, you're ignoring the dog. So, uh, fuck that guy. And then I went and met with the next company who, and it was owned by a woman. And yeah, so I was more, far more, treated much better, mm -hmm. treated with much more humanity. Yeah. Uh, and I start training on Monday. That's exciting. Yeah. And, you know, I had another uh, interview lined up for tomorrow. But I thought, you know, if I keep taking all these interviews, I'm going to sabotage myself. Yeah, you're going to have to and it's really six of, more than. Right. And it's six of one, half a dozen of the <laughs> other. You're not, they're paying the same. It's in the same location. Stick with one because you don't want to burn any bridges. Right. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Well, good luck. It's exciting. Well, thank you. How's your week been? My week has been good. Uh, it's been busy. I don't have any anything really new going on. Just, you know. Working classes. So. so that's it, huh? That's it. Nothing else? Mm -mm. No. <laughs> well, did you know that Candace Bushnell came out with another book? No. Candace, apparently, Candace Bushnell published a book in August. It, it, it uh, premiered or debuted in August. And it's called Is There Still Sex in the City? And literally nobody's talking about this no, book. I've, I had not even heard of it. <laughs> And it's, it's, I think it's more creative nonfiction and it's, it's not a continuation of sex and the city. Right. It is, she even admits in the book that she had written three other books. Her publishers hated all of them, mm. refused to publish them and she needed the money. So she, you know, basically returned to what she knew, yeah. which was dating. And, and I hear you on that one, <laughs> Candace. So she goes back and it's she is talking with a bunch of women her age and at this point she's like late 50s 60ish yeah. which they're calling middle age which that's adorable mm -hmm. and 
they are she's talking about how she's in the hamptons and dating in the hamptons and dating on tinder and spending four thousand dollar four thousand dollars on face cream and yet she keeps saying she's broke and so the reviews <laughs> for this book were not uh very good they were not very good and it was mostly a bunch of people who thought they were getting a sequel to sex in the city oh but it was also a bunch of women who were probably in their 40s, mm-hmm. late 30s, early 40s, who found the whole story very depressing. And that, that word kept coming up in all the reviews, depressing, depressing, depressing. Because here was this woman who supposedly had this fabulous life and she had this marriage and the marriage didn't work out. And now she's you know in the Hamptons because she can't afford to, I don't know what the hell was going on. And she can't, she can't find anybody because dating is so difficult. Mm -hmm. And because frankly, she's just shallow and she's, you know, and now it's very important that I find a man who's kind. And as one commenter said, it took her, it's pretty pathetic that it took her to be 60 years old before she figured that out. I mean, I thought that was a prerequisite, but. (laughs) I thought that was a prerequisite, but then again, she fell in love with Big and Big was a douchebag anyway. So there's one chapter about having sex with a younger guy. Mm, mm -hmm. And she said, you know, she talked about how she said, I'm an old coot. And even I don't want to have sex with an old coot. Okay. (laughs) And yeah, that really bothered me, obviously. But at the same time, I have to say this. Now, my sex drive has not been what it was. And that started last year. And... I, I started, I think, after Moon died, and people are going to think this is crazy, but that was so traumatic for me that I really think that just did something to mm-hmm. me. And uh, let's see, yeah, like it started last year, but over the last couple of months, I've noticed it returning, but it's only returning for younger guys. Maybe there's a safety to it, like... Uh... Because you, it probably won't turn into a relationship. No, you know, I, I thought that. I thought that. I said, oh, is this just your attachment issues and your abandonment issues sort of coming to the surface now that, you know, everything with Dawn and that, you know, that kind of, you got a little burnt. And I really thought that through. And you know what? No. You know what it is? Because those guys are hot. <laughs> That's sure. what it is. Yeah. You know, they, do you ever watch, oh, you don't watch TV, but there's a show. It's called 911. Uh-huh. It's a drama. It's Ryan Murphy, but it's it, believe it or not, it is probably the most consistently great Ryan Murphy show. It's just fantastic. Oh. And Angela Bassett's in it, and Peter Krause, and there's this guy, and I never find men like this attractive. His, he plays Buck. His his name is Oliver Stark, and I saw him in an interview. And who knew he, he, I had no idea he was British. So of course I was like, Ooh, bing, bing. I'm all all excited. Yeah. (laughs) So yeah. So I'm like, Oh, like totally. I could see myself having sex with somebody younger. And I really toyed with, I went to Tinder this week and I fixed my settings to be, to look for somebody 35, which isn't really younger. You know, for me it's younger, but in in general, it's not, I don't know. Huh. It's not that big of a deal. (laughs) I know, huh? And I was flipping, flipping, flipping. And I have to say, I just felt really 
like, ugh, why am I doing this? I just feel so pathetic. Okay. So you're flipping through 35-year-olds and you're finding that they make you feel pathetic. It makes me feel pathetic. Rather. Yeah, it makes me feel like, oh, you know, these guys, none of these guys are going to want me. And even if they do, it's just for sex. And I really... And even and, and it's not even like I'm just looking for sex. I think I was inspired too because on the show Nine One One, the older woman played by Connie Britton. You know who Connie Britton? Yeah, is, she's right? great. Right, she's great. She has an affair with Buck, and they have this, you know, this relationship. And he's 26, and she's 40 something. And I'm like, see, Connie Britton's doing it. It's on TV. Are you sure you're not inspired by the Cougar article on the cut? <laughs> I know that. Jesus Christ. I'm 50 and I'm banging a 40-year-old. Congratulations, lady. I, I don't know. I've had sex with 40-year-olds and I don't know what you're bragging about. Like, that was an, another article I sent Sarah we were going to uh, discuss in one of the other many episodes that uh, just did not work. But yeah, this that I'll post a link to it by Sarah Miller. And it was just a woman talking about the quote-unquote dark side of cougardom. Mm, yeah, there were none. None at there all. was none. Yeah. There were none. It was basically uh, about how hot this guy was mm-hmm. and how he wasn't going to leave her. <laughs> but she was afraid he was. Yeah. But he, there was never really any threat of that. It was all manufactured drama. And I didn't understand the point of it. And I really, really wish we would stop pushing that narrative. And I wish sites would stop publishing those stories because... They're really, it's just, it, and I just admitted it. It's just women who don't want to bang men their own age. Yeah. That's it. That's it. Well, so as everything comes back to sex in the city, <laughs> remember that episode where Samantha was trying to date a 70 year old? Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. And that was, that was the end of that. I mean, I, I guess, you know, there's a reason we have all these, uh, face creams and various other things you can buy to quote unquote preserve your youth right or extend your youthfulness but I don't I don't know if the cougar thing is still is that still a thing culturally I feel like no one cares anymore I, like no, no one cares, one cares. Date as long as everyone can consent right Right. And especially nowadays when like all these stories are coming out left and right about men going after 14 year old girls. Yeah, that's you know. not the same. <laughs> right. But we're being inundated with that. And I think we kind of go, we kind of compare them and say, oh my God, you want to bang a 30 year old? Go ahead. Nobody cares. Yeah. Right. I mean, just, yeah, no one like, no, it, it's just that no one cares. Like we're not gonna, you're not going to be judged for it, but also like, please don't write about it as if you're the first one. <laughs> to do it and you you have revelations to share with all of us but let's be honest if you found out that a a 40 year old woman was dating a 25 like j-lo and casper whatever that was are you saying you didn't judge that because i judged the hell out of that um i i did judge that yeah and i i judged both of them (laughs) i i well i judged both of them but she j-lo just can't be alone well, no, and I I mean, I think obviously there's a there's a power differential there, right? Mm-hmm. So she obviously enjoyed uh or I don't know, are they still together? I shouldn't assume. Oh my god, no. No, she's engaged to A-Rod. Oh, okay. I don't know. Uh, but 
issue, you know, for someone who's been divorced a lot of times, if you're if you're in your 40s and you're dating a 25 year old, like, yeah, that's you would view that as an insurance policy, right? Because why would he leave her? If anyone's going to end the relationship, it's going to be her. Right. She has more options than he does. Right. Right. He's not going to do better than that. (laughs) Ever. Right. But that's, but that's a kind of a, like, that doesn't even, I feel like that doesn't even count because like relationships where there's that much money in play, I, I, that's not even, well, that's not what we're talking about. Like, that's not our human experience. (laughs) Right. But, okay. So let's say, let's say I started dating a 28 year old or a 32 year old. I'm 50. I'm dating a 32 year old and go. (laughs) Well, I want to. I want to know. Does he have kids? No. Uh, no. So what's his? So what's his deal? See, but does he have a job that's stable? He works on his own, lives on his own, uh, does his own, uh, uh, completely financially stable. Okay. I mean, if you, yeah, if you think he's not a weirdo and <laughs> he doesn't seem to be, uh, you know, latching onto you as like. Uh, place to live or something I think fine whatever and I think a lot of times when we hear these women brag about these you know banging these younger guys there's always something that we're not hearing yeah right well that's why I asked yeah does he have kids does he have (laughs) what's going on there like are you supporting him because he has to pay his kid like what's going what's what's in it for him right right you know so yeah I think I would feel too I think I would feel very self-conscious dating one i might casually hook up with one or casually date one but i don't know that i would ever seriously date somebody younger um i have to say too um as a as a person in their 30s um we all kind of look different (laughs) some of us still look pretty young some of us really hit 35 pretty hard (laughs) And it's all been downhill from there, you know, so it just depends. Yeah, I don't, uh, I don't know. Yeah, it does depend, but I don't know. Like, maybe I'm just uh, looking for somebody virile. I mean, I don't know. Like, Don was pretty virile. The first time Don and I had sex, we had sex six times in one night. That's a lot of times. That's That's more times than I am interested in. Right. (laughs) And he's 50. Okay. Uh, that's too much. You know, that's too much for me. Not, uh, ugh, no. Um, but I, I guess I just want somebody like virile that makes me feel attractive because it's not that I don't feel attractive. It's, I just, I don't know. I'm looking for some You sort don't want to have dinner at 4.30. Uh, <laughs> right? Like you're not... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that that's it. I just, uh, I think I just want some attention. You know? Well, what I would suspect uh, too is that kids probably make all the difference. A guy who is 50 who has kids is probably way different than a guy who is 50 who doesn't have kids. Or a guy who is 50 but has young kids. Right. I think is, right. is pretty different than a guy who has like a 25-year-old kid, you know? I don't know. I don't think we're so, ever going to solve I think, this. I think it all just, I guess that's, I guess that's the bottom line here. It's like, well, ma- yeah, maybe you're attracted to younger men because they're attractive and, and that's it. And maybe when men who are older are attractive, 
you'll be attracted to them too. Yeah. I mean, whenever I see that guy at my gym, who's older than me, that I've always had a crush on, I'm completely attracted to him. Yeah. And he's older. He's like salt and pepper. Yeah. Good, you know, decent looking guy, good looking guy. But I'm totally attracted to that. So I don't know. I don't know what it is. I don't know if I'm ever going to solve that problem. But I know that I don't want to. I feel like I'm shutting down and I don't want to do that. Okay. So, this so is what are you going to do about Tinder? Tinder? What does this mean for you and Tinder? Uh, I don't know. Okay. I don't know. I, because a younger guy is just going to want to bang me for the experience. And I, I just don't want that. I want what Abby and Buck had on 911. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I think there's young and then and then there's too young, you know? Yeah, I like, could do 20s. Yeah, 20s definitely pretty young. I feel like yeah. 35, again, depending on their life experience, you could be a young 35 or, or a really old 35. <laughs> right. I don't know. We'll uh, we'll leave this as to be continued. This will yeah. be sort of something new. Yeah. Speaking of something new that I want to do because it's October, mm. I really want to start. Um, oh my god! That's do you hear that? No. What is that's that? Luke, that's <laughs> that's Luca when she when she takes her naps. She has dreams. <laughs> oh, the poor baby. Yeah, she has dreams. That was so a really good sound effect, though, for what I think you're about to say. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to do it's it's October, so I want to do spooky stories. Cue Luca. <laughs> Cue Luca. <laughs> oh my poor baby! I get so when I see her too because she's like running in her sleep. Yeah. Oh my poor baby! That's my whole heart right there. So we want to do some spooky stories, but before we get to the spooky story, we're gonna kick off this one with let's finish something let's finish this candace bushnell thing because candace bushnell married a guy 10 years younger than her okay he was a professional ballet dancer hmm. and he ended up he ended up cheating on her okay and in the divorce proceedings she filed when she divorced her her ex-husband she named the um the other woman as a co-respondent in the divorce papers. Yeah. And this is, this interests me <laughs> because in our next story, and you brought this to me, you want to, you want to take it from here? Sure. I sent you a story this morning <laughs> um, with the headline, man wins $750,000 after suing ex-wife's lover under home record law. Let's see. Basically. So this, you want me to talk about this guy or you have more to say about no, Candace? That we already mentioned it. Okay. Um, so this guy, Kevin Howard, he's married 12 years. Um, his wife cheats on him. And according to him, the guy that his wife cheats on him with, like, shows up to dinner. <laughs> Just shows shows up to dinner. Uh, he says, he came to my house and ate dinner with my children and I and her. He would visit with her while I was at work. So I don't I don't know if um, this was like while Kevin was at work every time or if this dude had the gall <laughs> to show up for dinner while Kevin was there. Uh, but in any case, there is a law on the books from the 19th century um, that allows you to sue the homewrecker as well 
uh, as part of your divorce. So the states where this is allowed, (laughs) Um, North Carolina, Hawaii, which is weird, Illinois, New Mexico, Mississippi, South Dakota, and Utah, which is not weird. (laughs) Um, Not weird. Not for Utah. I get it. I get it for all of them, except for Hawaii. That one, that one I don't get, but who knows how that one went. The article says, North Carolina's alienation of affection law mm-hmm. is from the 1800s and follows English law dating back to 1745 when wives were right. considered property. <laughs> yeah, so that right there should kind of tell you that that law should yeah. be updated. Yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe we should return to that. But even still, like, even if this was something that came out now, do you think, let's say it's a family and there's kids involved and the other person knew that there were kids involved, knew what the other person had at stake. Do you think they should be named? Um, do I think they should be named or do I think they should have to pay? Because those are two, two different Both. questions. Both. Should they be named? Probably, right? I don't have a problem with it. <laughs> I don't have a problem with them yeah. being named. Um, do you think they should pay? I mean, $750,000 is a lot, man. I don't, I, I really, I, I don't know this guy's wife, but that sounds like a an inflated value <laughs> to me. <laughs> <laughs> but here's the thing. Now, let's wonder, was it, who decided in his favor because i'm gonna bet it was it doesn't say i yeah i'll i'll um look this up from in a different source and see if i can find more information on it but um yeah i i would guess that it's it's a man the still photo in this picture though it makes it seem like his attorney is a woman um and it may not it may just be a, a woman in the courtroom next to him i don't know but uh, I'm going to guess he did get a woman lawyer for the optics. Yeah. Uh, still a pussy. I mean, I still... kudos to his lawyer. I... <laughs> well, this room, this, exactly. Good for her for, you know, for getting him the money. Yeah. I mean, congratulations. I hope she gets a big fat check for that. Like gets a, a good percentage. But I just, this reminds me of a core answer that I, a question that I answered recently, which was the woman said, should I send an an email to the woman who's now dating my ex and let her know that he cheated on me? And my response was just stay the fuck out of it. Like, don't go to her. The problem is him. Don't fall into that trap. More than anything, you will look so petty. Like, you know, Tom Petty, Petty, you know, <laughs> petty table of one, petty, 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 and I don't know—is it even Tom what, Petty of the home record? Tom, Tom. Oh, wait a minute. Hold on. Say it again. Say it again. Say it again. Tom Petty and the home records. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. I, I just think, like, why do you want to? I understand the resentment and the contempt Mm -hmm. for sure. And the desire to want to really, really uh, make somebody uncomfortable. I just, if, you know, if this were a woman, how would you feel? If it was a woman suing another woman, she'd look petty, right? 
And you can be sure that there are going to be a ton of guys out there who hear the story and they're like, yeah, yeah go, bro. Oh, oh yeah, definitely. Do that. Men's rights forever. But if it was a woman, <laughs> yeah, if it was a woman, it should just be a catty bitch. I just don't think this is even worth, like, why even? That's what I'm saying. I don't know his get life, him? but, like, I don't, I just, this seems like a lot of money. <laughs> seems like a lot of money for, you know, a, a marriage. And look, nobody, no outside party can break no. up a marriage. Your marriage was already breaking up. So why don't you take some responsibility for your marriage crumbling? Because you, you're you 50%. Yeah. You know. Well, the law says he doesn't have to. So. <laughs> so well, of course. Of course. the Right. And the law says he doesn't have to because the law is from what? What did it say? 1745? Yeah, well, the law was from the 1800s. But it's, yeah. It's based on precedent yeah. from 1745. Right. Where a man doesn't have to be responsible for cheating yeah. his wife. Right? Like, he doesn't have to be responsible for anything. Oh, your marriage didn't work. It must be right. her fault. You know, we'll get you your money. And that's what this feels like. Oh, let's take... How do we take care yeah. of you? Oh, your wife cheated on you? She must be a witch. <laughs> she must be awful. Let's, you know, burn the witch. Um, okay, so he's a pussy. I don't know why anybody would stoop so... I, I don't know why anybody would, would get invested in this. I, I think it makes you look petty... And I think it it just keeps a wound open and delays the healing. Well, not only that, but I mean, I I think I think the goal is to is to ruin his wife's next relationship. <laughs> would you date someone seven hundred and fifty grand in the hole? Because I don't I don't know that I would. It's to ruin the wife, ruin their wife's next relationship. Yeah. but she's not the one paying; he is. Right, but as we've discussed on this podcast before, your partner's debt is your debt. <laughs> that's that's money the the two of you are not enjoying, right? That is getting. Well, what, and I know he's not going to write a check for seven hundred and fifty grand. Like that's that's not what's going to happen, right? But what's going to happen is he's gonna he's gonna have continual garnishments, right? Just forever and like probably the 750 will never get repaid so do you you're saying it's gonna fuck up his relationship well i'm saying the the ex-wife's relationship with the guy who's who's paying yeah oh got it yeah 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 yeah. well i don't think i don't think he thought that oh i did i think i I think think that was a part of the appeal of this uh this whole thing was just like let me stick it I think there's, I think there's probably something more. There's, there's probably something more. Like, uh, I don't know. I think there's probably something oh, more going there on. Definitely. I, don't, I don't know what it is. I think it's stupid. <laughs> there's something stupid. Um, okay. Final thoughts. Um, anything? anything? I just, I, um, I want to see more of these cases. Cause I, I would be interested to see, you know, does this ever work for women? Probably not. I don't know. I don't know. Let's see. Did, I, I wonder what happened with Candace Bushnell. We'll have to yeah. look into that as well. Yeah. Okay. So October, spooky, creepy, ooky. I'm fighting a sneeze. We, I'm sorry. Oh, you're fighting a sneeze. Oh, it's gone. Go oh, okay. I beat it. it. I beat it. Woo. All right. In your face. Um, so the, <laughs> you nailed it. So. <laughs> Netflix has this series called Haunted. Do they? And do they ever? And it's a series of vignettes, like 30 minute uh, retellings of these allegedly 
true stories of hauntings and possession and alien invasion and whatever. So the second installment of the first season is called Slaughterhouse. Yep. And it's the story of a family that lived, where do they live? Upstate New York. Upstate New York. And the kids apparently were homeschooled. Uh, so I watched this episode about a year ago and I, I brought this up because season two was coming out soon. Um, so mm-hmm. I haven't rewatched it. I it's it's implied that the kids are homeschooled, but what it what is certain is the kids don't go to school. <laughs> or have any right. friends. I don't know what how much they learn at home in terms of like I'm gonna guess nothing. Yeah. They don't I'm gonna guess they nothing. Don't go but to school. Let's get- so Let's get to the meat of this, no pun intended. Yeah. But the father is allegedly a serial killer. Yep. And he would lure these uh, wanderers, these strays, as he called them, into their house. And he would get them drunk. Yeah. And he feed them a meal. Feed them a meal and then torture and murder them in horrific ways. Allegedly. <laughs> allegedly. And then would take the dead body to the woods to dispose of right. it. Right. Uh, now, how he disposed of it, they imply that he burnt the remains. Right. And as- assuming this is real, um, he also, as you might imagine, was uh, an abusive guy to the rest of his family. So he kind of kept shocking. Yeah. Shocking. Kept the rest of them in line through fear and intimidation and violence. Right. Right. And the, the mother, clearly mentally ill, I mean, he's clearly mentally sure. ill, but that's no, absolutely no excuse for what he did. So this family, these two sisters and one of the sisters' sons, they get together. Now, the thing about this show, if you watch it, they bring these people in to tell their stories, and they always do quick shots to the other people, and they're usually the friends. Oh, the reaction. The, <laughs> the reaction. And we're talking, the friends look like they are on the verge of bursting out laughing. Or are looking at their friends like, bitch, you've got to be kidding yeah. me. Like, I don't believe a word of this. And so I don't know if maybe the friends were lured into this and not told what was what this was going to be about. But anytime they, they do the shot, the cutaway shot to the, the friends, the friends are sitting there like, what the fuck yeah. did I just hear? Yeah. What is going on? You just told me we were going to tell stories. Well, that was probably my face as I was watching this, too. <laughs> Yeah, it just it it it's the, such a wild story. It's such a wild story, and it was so wild that Twitter was a buzz, <laughs> as they say, mm-hmm. calling bullshit yeah. like for, on this story. for weeks, <laughs> for weeks, because no one could find any trace of this of these murders, right. these alleged murders. Right. No one could find anything. No remains, no reports. But keep in mind, like apparently this happened in what the fifties. Um, I'm not sure of the year. I thought it was later than that. I thought it was maybe like the the seventies. Really? Did you see the way those people were dressed? They were dressed like, and they're playing that old timey. Well, I mean, I saw it a year ago. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, the, the way it was, the way it was set up, I wouldn't say seventies at all. I would say fifties. Okay. Well, I'm not sure. Um, yeah, well, it, it almost looked like, and that was the thing too. They couldn't, it's like they couldn't get, there was no continuity in 
the in the in the like the backstory. Right. You know, they're sitting there. You know, you're finding these people at bars, and they're pulling them into the house. And if you watch this episode, they're dressed like they're they're living in the goddamn twenties or thirties. And then wasn't there um, <laughs> there like a bit about satanic ritual as well? And then yes, a satanic ritual, yeah. and there's the the one of the daughters was there with the grandson and they were cleaning out the house after the father died because the mother murdered the father, but we don't know what the hell happened to the mother. (laughs) And so they're cleaning out the house and they see bloody handprints. Yeah. um, Appearing, just appearing out of nowhere. Right. Look. (laughs) Hello. Hi. (laughs) At first, the first time, the first go round when I watched this, I was like, I, I totally believe you this. Did. I watched it this <laughs> afternoon, and now I'm like, get the fuck out of here! Thank you. Is- <laughs> because you know, and it was the it was the the um, when I started thinking about the timing, and I'm looking at the clothes, and I'm like, why? I don't. This looks like something out of maybe the 20s or 30s, like Prohibition era, sort of like the way these people are dressed. Yeah. It's well, uh, there's a there's an element of like old old timey homesteader, right? Like this this dad definitely wanted his family to be off the grid, and they probably wouldn't have been wearing the most modern clothes, right? But right. they also wouldn't have been in victory roles either, you know? Right. But it, now, if you, do you have you ever heard the show The Waltons? Uh, no. Oh God, do I feel old? It, it's this. It took place. You know, a long time ago, like in that show, I think took place in like the oh, this is the one with thirties. This is Beaver. Does have Ricky? No, that's that's Leave It to Beaver. (laughs) And that was in the fifties. That was the fifties. When is the and even what? When is the Waltons? I would say maybe the forties. Okay. So I'm, I the timing just didn't add up. You know. Between the clothes and the the ages of the family members and the age of the grandson, I'm thinking, no. No. See, Even the cars. What what uh made me what what gave me pause? <laughs> the Waltons <laughs> is from nineteen sixty-three. Um No. Okay, so it what it that's when it premiered on TV. Oh no, I'm sorry. It might be from the seventies? Right, it was it was on air in the seventies, but it's not depicting the sixties, is it? It's set from nineteen thirty three to forty six. Told yeah. you. Okay. See? Okay. I know. Anyway, I'm old. I know my I know my old TV. With that out of the way. <laughs> Shut up. Um, well, we had to we had to do our research. You know, we don't right. want to be accused of plagiarism <laughs> or whatever. Yeah, citing sources, or even just being wrong, because being wrong. God be the way. Don't don't accuse us of being wrong. But Let's anyway, anyhow, uh, what gave me pause was a, a couple of things. Uh, number one, the devil worship. Um, I don't, I don't believe it. It's too ridiculous. I don't, I don't ever buy it as an excuse for anything. I never believe it. <laughs> Yeah. As, a, as a storytelling element, it's cheesy. Uh, I love it. It's funny to me. Right. But no, not a thing that happens next. Uh, next is I don't buy that 
that guy was that lucky in terms of finding that many people that no one would have missed. There aren't that you many know, people that no one would miss. Right. Now, if if this came down to two or three people, I could see him getting away with it. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Especially in the 70s or before. Right? Well, the, I don't think they're claiming... How many were they claiming? Like a hundred? Like 30 at least. <laughs> claiming oh, like 30. Yeah, I, that doesn't make sense. And although I will say that there was, I remember there was a criminal minds about a guy who would take prostitutes, sex workers, uh-huh. excuse me. They would take sex workers and drug addicts off the street and he would take them to this farm and kill them and then feed them to the pigs. This was the episode of criminal minds and nobody, nobody missed any of these people. Um, well, that doesn't make sense, because, I mean, they all know each other, right? <laughs> Aren't they? I'm not, saying all, I'm not saying sex workers and drug addicts all know each other. I'm saying, like, you have a community as a sex worker, right? Because you, you have competition, right? And you have to, you have to kind of work together and say, like, oh, okay, I'll take Friday, you take Saturday or whatever. Right, but... I mean, I don't know if it was just one in one city or if, I I don't know if they all came from the same exact community or area, but you know, apparently this, this happened. Apparently that was based on a real story too. Well, I think Uh, there's a difference between nobody, nobody missed them and nobody um, with a, with influence missed them. Okay. Um. So, you know, the, the most recent season of Mindhunter, they talk about the murders in Atlanta of all those kids. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it's not that they weren't missed, right? It's just that nobody right. of influence missed them. Right. The problem was, wasn't that they were, that they were black right. and nobody in the South cared. Right. So, and that was the problem. Right. And I think that probably happens a lot with sex workers, which is, I mean, mm-hmm. probably one of the reasons why they were targeted in that case. In any case, but yes. I but this guy in this episode, he's picking up hitchhikers and just just wanderers, right? He's not picking up sex workers. So, just what are the odds that none of these people have families that would miss them? You know, yeah it it it, it doesn't make sense. It also doesn't make sense that they would never find remains, right? And they, but I think what really gets me now that for this after the second viewing. The producer, as you put it, doubled down. Yeah, he did. <laughs> he did. On all the accusations that this was fake. And he was like, no, 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 you don't understand. We went to the proper authorities, not realizing, dude, this is 2018 or 19 when this, you know, when this all yeah. happened with this story. People are going to figure out, like, they're going to call the people responsible because they're going to be able to figure it out. Right. And of course, somebody did call around and no reports were made right <laughs> it's like dude you're lying and you got caught in a lie and he just kept doubling down and now there's a season two and you could bet i'm gonna watch it <laughs> and you can be sure that comes out october 11th and no we are not being sponsored by netflix or anything like that this call, was just something though. <laughs> this was i know give us a call this was just something that sarah brought to my attention and I'm glad you did because I started to watch it. I had to skip through the alien one because I don't give a shit about that. Mm, yeah. Um, yeah. So. Can okay. I tell you, um, this isn't, this wasn't in the approved dialogue. <laughs> but I got to tell you briefly, 
When I was 12-ish, there was a show on TV that was, I don't think it was Unsolved Mysteries, but it was something like it. It was like about people who disappeared or something. Um or unsolved mysteries. Uh-huh. <laughs> and there was it was a it was a show that had reenactments. Uh-huh. Um and in this particular episode, this kid was playing hide and seek with his brother and uh went to hide in a closet and they brother went to find him, opened up the closet door and he was gone. Just gone. And the show ends by saying, and they never found him. Oh and this God. fucked me up <laughs> for decades. <laughs> decades. So yeah. I tell my husband about it. And he he does maybe like two Google searches. And he's like, oh, here's what happened. Uh, turns out there's a, um, a ladder to the attic in the closet. The kid climbs up into the attic and disappears down the side of the house. Like that's that's what happened to him. He fell. He fell. He died. No, he didn't die. He just he like climbed out. (laughs) He climbed up like up into the attic and then out the window. But of course, that's not in the show. So I I live for like twenty years, (laughs) like looking in my closet every night before I go to sleep. (laughs) Oh my god! All right. So my point is <laughs> that, you know, editing in TV really matters. <laughs> and, uh, matter, and, and, yeah, you can Google anything now. You can get to the bottom of things now. Right. So. Right. Don't think you, you're going to get away with it. So Netflix, Haunted, second season comes out October 11th. And now our favorite part. Mm. Yeah. We ready? ready (laughs) okay because this one you know i really wanted to i went through the letters to find one that isn't fuck that guy because we've been you know doing that too many times yeah (laughs) and uh i think i found one (laughs) yeah you did and i can remember i can remember writing this and i remember the gif i used and it was that robert downey as tony stark arms crossed eye rolling (laughs) gif (laughs) i remember so here's the letter and it's from dory I am somewhat puzzled by my recent experience. I met a man through a dating website. We had a great first date, then a second date a week after. He was out of my league and had more red flags than Red Square on May Day. <laughs> and <laughs> sorry, <laughs> but I rationalized that since I have my share of red flags too, <laughs> sorry, that I have my share of red flags too. His red flags were not such a big deal, and I fell head over heels. Mm-hmm. He acted as if he he was attracted to me, looks on the first date, steaming making out in his car at the end of the second date, etc. I was somewhat surprised in hindsight that he did not suggest to go to his place to continue what we started. As time went by, I realized that the third date is not happening and that I am being friend-zoned, quote-unquote. Perhaps he thought that I am crazy. Indeed, I pretty much lost my head about him, and unfortunately, it was showing. And we'll get into that in a second. Then I decided that I have nothing to lose and propositioned casual sex, which he declined. While the obvious take-home message is not to act crazy, explaining to a guy on a second date just how much I like him in great deal was, in hindsight, a really bad idea, and not text too much. 
I wonder what in general can make a guy decline such a proposition from a woman he is attracted to physically. The only explanation I could come up with was that a guy might be afraid that the woman will stalk him, but I have a good reason to believe that this is not the case in this particular situation. And then it just ends. And so well, what's the what's the reason to believe? Well, <laughs> That's not the case. But it didn't just end, did it? Because... No, no the letter ends. <laughs> the letter ends. And hold on. Where was the, where was the second one? Uh, yeah. I have it. Do you want me to read it? No, yeah. Hit it. <laughs> I'm very confused by the further development of the why would a guy turn down casual sex story. To summarize, I met a guy, he seemed into me, I responded in kind. On the second date, I unleashed the crazy. He backed off and friend-zoned me. I unleashed more crazy, culminating in throwing myself at him, which he shot down and stopped communicating with me. But he did not unfriend me on a rather obscure social networking website, which he introduced me to earlier. I was posting on it every day, and he would sometimes like or comment on my posts. Nothing flirty, just friendly, but distant. I never liked or commented on his posts. A few days later, I unleashed more crazy on the site. He asked for clarification. I unleashed even more crazy, and he ceased liking and commenting, but still did not unfriend me. I was surprised that he didn't unfriend me, but thought that perhaps he wanted to monitor my mental state. So I pulled myself together and continued posting whimsical, relatively sane, and increasingly cheerful posts. Then one, then I missed a day because I was busy dumping, uh, or rather DTMFAing, my now ex-lover of six months. And then I posted two more times, and then I missed a few more days because I was ill. Okay. I feel like I need an Excel file. <laughs> Then out of the blue, three weeks after I threw myself at him and two weeks after he stopped all communication, he commented on my next post and on every post since. In the comments, he mentioned that he's, he had come to look forward to my posts. In one of these posts, I mentioned my slowly returning sanity. He asked for clarification. I decided to come clean, which was a bad idea, I, I guess. I apologized for unleashing the crazy on him and uh, sucking him into the drama he had little to do with. He asked for further clarification. I explained that in the last six months, I was seeing someone whom I dumped last week while I should have done it months ago, that while I genuinely liked him, the crazy intensity was most likely the result of the emotional turmoil due to that someone, and that I wish I had met him when I was more sane. He asked whether I'm more sane now. I said I'm getting there. Since then, we're constantly in touch, and he's being friendly and a little flirty, and I am being distant and cautious. My propositioning him never comes up in conversation in the meantime i continue dating other people questions one how to explain his getting back in touch perhaps his other prospects fell through two do i still have a chance with him three what should i do or not do in order not to screw it up again thank you age 43 okay so let's get one thing out of the way here there was no ex-lover that she broke up with. Okay. Using that as an excuse to explain why she went batshit crazy on him. And it, if we take what she said at face value, he if he bought it, fool. Yeah. He bought it. She was intentionally, she was doing what many people do with social media when they know the person that they like <laughs> follows their social media. They vague post, right? They post right. They post stuff with the intention of uh, attracting attention, 
shall we say. Mm-hmm. So there's that. Now let's go back to the original question, which was why would he turn down the offer of casual sex? Mm. Now I remember <laughs> DMN from driving mm-hmm. me nuts, driving me nudes mm-hmm. uh, from my site always saying that women should be able to get sex pretty easily without like being overt about it. And when a Mm -hmm. woman is that overt about it, that, that makes many women that puts many uh, men makes many men suspicious. Yeah. It makes them uncomfortable because they're wondering why. What do you mean? It's that easy. (laughs) Well, it's that easy for the for women. If they just want to have no, sex. I'm saying that's the that's the men's reaction. Right, that's why they're suspicious. Right, uh, exactly. They're not, they're not used to it being that easy, but they're also thinking, "What's wrong with her that she would do this?" We've talked. Well, I've mentioned this before when I used to ask guys from Tinder to come over to yeah. my apartment because I just I just was isolated and didn't feel like uh, I just was very shut down and didn't feel like going through the rigmarole. Yeah. Well, you know, in the times that it didn't work, it was because these guys would think either she's like super ugly and I'm going to show up and be put in an awkward position or she's absolutely batshit crazy. Hmm. And so I'm thinking when she propositioned this guy, he he thought she's nuts (laughs) and I am not going to get involved with that. Right. Uh, go ahead. Um, I, yeah, I was going to say there's there doesn't seem to be anything casual about this. Nothing. When you are <laughs> itemizing every single thing you did on social media, there's nothing casual about this at all. And two, when she's saying that he's staying in touch, I will guarantee you she's the one contacting him and he's just responding. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. <laughs> Again, people think I'm stupid. Honey, I see you. I, I am you. And I know what she did, which was, I really like this guy because I've done this. And I think about the times I've done this and I'm just, I, I just feel consumed by shame. She thought I'll offer casual sex to, to get him to go out with me again. Mm. And that didn't work. And that's the other yeah. reason too, that I think he turned it down was it, she already told me she really, really likes me. Now she's saying casual sex. That right there, the, the, the going from one extreme to another is unsettling. But two, he's not going to believe you because you've already said how much right. you really, really like him. So he's, he thinks, nope, this is, this is not the right situation. Yeah, I think he probably saw through the intent. I think he, I think he yeah. Uh, and I think he just sensed that she was a little bit unhinged and just said no but there's this idea that guys are always going to be down for sex and i don't think that's true well clearly it clearly isn't. it isn't um I, I think when you if you just want to get laid I, I i hate to say this because it's just such bullshit but unfortunately women when we just want to get laid we have to go through the motions we have to you know, we have, oh, you wanted me for a drink? And okay, sure. And you have to go through that because guys won't, they won't trust it. Most guys won't trust right. it. Some guys do. Most guys won't. So I don't know what else to say here. Yeah. Other than, uh, also, 
I get why they don't trust it. I, I get mean, why they don't trust it. Uh, you know, yeah, you don't want to get involved in something that could be end up being really, really frightening. Uh, yeah. Or, uh, or just too, much, too work, much work, you know? Right. Like, if you, yeah, if you're, if you're like this, if you're texting too much and expecting too much, and this reminds me of that other letter we read a couple months ago. It, it did me right? too, because there's a, there's a, fred- there's frenetic- a, um, sort of maniacal cataloging yeah of every single conversation yeah yeah there's there's something going on here there's something beneath this but i also want to talk about the social media aspect of this you know Mm. kind of like how uh employers will check your social media prospective dates do that too and we all know that and 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 women like we do this all the time where we go we want to make sure that they are who they say they are but little things that you put out there, if you put out a lot of rants, you know, that's stuff that potential dates will go, nope, not going to do it. You know, and yeah. I say this as somebody who used to write a blog and used to write a column. And I can't tell you how many times I was blown off and the guy would be very upfront and say, I just don't want to deal with this. Yeah, I don't want to be written about. I don't want to be written about. But not only that... Because I was just sort of like, I was a mess, you know, and I was hanging my mess out for everybody to see. And he was seeing what a mess I was. Mm. And he's thinking, I don't want to get involved with this. Yeah. You know, so when you put all this stuff on social media and and I'm really, I've started to, one thing I, I see a lot of on Instagram are these accounts that let's post all the messages we get from guys on Tinder. Yeah. And let's, let's talk about all these quote unquote crazy stories. And I'm telling you, I sent you one last week Mm -hmm. and I forget, I absolutely forget what the name was. All I know was she like nine times out of 10 of the stories she told, she was the one at fault and she didn't see it. (laughs) Yeah. They, they definitely weren't um, the kind of crazy that, that she thought she was displaying. Yeah, she thought she was being wacky. Yeah. Nope, you just come across incoherent and unhinged. It, was, it so, was pretty incoherent, yeah. Just be careful on social media with the stuff you you publish. And, you know, it, it's it's common to want to go, like, sometimes when you're just having a bad day and you want to vent. But if you, like, put it up, but then take it down. And don't forget, too, that a lot of these these dating apps you're linked to your Instagram page. Yeah. People forget that all the time. So, hmm. uh, yeah, here's why he didn't want to have sex with you. He thinks you're nuts. And scene. That's it. <laughs> Next question. Yeah. I mean, can we talk about how many alleged layers of crazy there are? It's like an onion of Do crazy. you mean in this one story? Or According to her, yeah. She says... I unleashed the crazy and then I unleashed even more crazy and then I pulled myself together and then I unleashed more crazy. <laughs> and then and then even in their conversations, uh, according to her, she tells him she's feeling more sane now. And I I Yeah, that's uh, not yeah. uh, calling, hot. not sexy. Calling yourself more <laughs> sane now is um there's something there's something off putting about yeah, that. Not a great, <laughs> great way to kick off a conversation yeah. or a relationship, by the way. You know, and that texting, texting, texting. Oh, don't do that. Please don't do that. And I, it's because, first of all, 
people are assholes and they will save your texts and they will post right. those texts. So don't do that. People, this is what I mean. There are just no boundaries these days. And people take to the internet and publish all these messages that they get. And if you unleash the crazy, as you say, this person will 90, 99% of the time will like talk about right. it on social media. So don't do that. Number one. Well, not only that, but the lack of boundaries is what's getting her in trouble here in the first place, right? I think that's what is allowing her to feel so attached and connected. She's got too much access and no real authentic closeness. Right. You know, she has all these ways to stay in touch with him, but she had two dates with him and she was, I'm head over here. Right. Like, oh, Jesus, really? Well, yeah, that's not, I'm not saying that is social media's fault. I'm just saying, I'm saying that's, it's not making it easier on a person who already has issues with boundaries to be that. Yeah. Connected. Yeah. That's a, that's a really, boundaries is a really good topic that, that we should cover. Oh, I love boundaries. <laughs> boundaries are just... You know, people just don't know what's appropriate, what's socially appropriate anymore. Yeah. You know, just because we're all so accessible doesn't mean that that person is inviting you into their space. It doesn't mean that person is uh, available to you to at uh, 24 hours a day. Right. To I, I can't tell you how many times people email me, and if I don't e- respond in like two or three hours, I get another nasty email. I had to create an uh, a, an auto response. I noticed that. <laughs> auto response is like i'm sorry in advance i have a job (laughs) sorry i can't reply about your speed dating code (laughs) i am helping other people (laughs) i am trying to earn a living so yeah this idea that it's okay i can't when i get those emails from people they just email and email and email and if i say in and you saw in that message please do not send than one message in a 24-hour period. If you disregard that and you just blatantly email me, I- I'm now shutting down. Now I'm backing off because that makes me very uncomfortable. Yeah, it's too aggressive. It's too aggressive. So too demanding. Yes, boundaries. This woman had no boundaries. She, uh, but she also had no impulse control. Right. That was the real problem. And then to make it worse, she went public with her crazy, and she did it because she knew he was watching her. Right. So, uh, I don't know. I don't even know what to say to this. The, the answer is he thought you were nuts. That's it. Yeah. That's why he didn't want to have sex with you. And why is he contacting you? I'm guaranteeing you he didn't contact her. She contacted him. Uh, or, like, he made some comment on something. And he was maybe, like, potentially even making fun of her mm. uh, or being sarcastic. And she was engaging him. Uh, what was the other question she asked? Do I still have a chance? <laughs> <laughs> well, sorry. Um, do you still have a chance? No. <laughs> no. No, you do not. All right. Sarah, you got to go. You have work stuff to do. I have work stuff to do. Uh, guys, follow us on the things. Womenology pod. Join the mailing list. Join the mailing list. Womenologypod.com. What else? Rate us five stars on iTunes. Send us your dating questions. Mm-hmm. I'm getting excited that we're starting to get more dating questions. Mm-hmm. Please send them in because I'm, I'm not just write, answering them on the show. I'm writing responses on the site. <sighs> All right. Well, it, nailed, it. <laughs> nailed it. And as a bonus, if you're like a super, super fan, 
Sometimes the response on the site is different than what we talk about on the show. Oh, sometimes, yeah. <laughs> I might change my mind. Sarah sometimes changes my mind. I say, no, I never change your mind, do I? Uh, well, you frequently um, get me to read a letter in a different way, which changes oh. my mind. There we go. All right. I feel good about that. Yeah. All right, people. Thank you for tuning in, Sarah. Yeah. We will talk in a few days. Yeah, next week, I hope. <laughs> <laughs> bye. All right, bye.